That powerful stuff, man, appreciate being led uh, in worship. And we do have a special day. I wanted to read a passage of scripture to kind of set up baptisms. It was somewhat of a, a new thing when Jesus came on the scene and John the Baptist in particular. And uh, so people were getting used to this expression. These, these people would come to know Christ and it was called the way in Acts. And uh, people were coming to know the way, the truth and the life, Jesus. And, uh, and it was starting to spread and it was becoming viral. And I was just talking about this particular story with my sons. Uh, for those of you that don't know, my name is Jason and uh, we adopted two boys from Ethiopia and they're 10 and eight and they connect with some things and they don't connect with a lot of other things at this point in their life. But they were asking me, are there any Ethiopians in the Bible? Which was really crazy. Like we were, we were talking at night, we're talking about God and getting ready to pray before bed. I hope you do that with your kids. Um, if you've got younger kids and uh, Caleb was like, are there any are there any people in the Bible that are black? And I was like, yeah, there are. And are there any Ethiopians in the Bible? And I was like, there are. And I actually got out the map in the back of the Bible. And I said, where you guys were born is actually closer to where Jesus was born than over here in America. They're like, no way. And I pulled out the map and I said, see, you're only an inch away from where Jesus was born. <laughs> I didn't tell them that wasn't an inch away, but I'm like, you're really close. And look at us way over in America, how far we are. We're just backsliders over here in America. We are so far from God, but you are in the story. And I said, there's a story in Acts 8. You want me to read where there's an Ethiopian in the Bible? And they're like, yeah. And so I was reading it. It was where Philip, um, who was somewhat of a missionary to go south to spread the word of God uh, down into Africa, he met up with an Ethiopian, a guy who was in his chariot who happened to be reading the book of Isaiah, of all things. Um, and so he came up to him and he's like, what are you reading? He's like, I'm reading the book of Isaiah, but I don't understand it. It's talking about this person in Isaiah 53 that it's gonna be like a sheep goes to the slaughter, a lamb before shears is silent. He didn't open his mouth. And who is he talking about? And he opened the scriptures and said, it's Jesus. And uh, the eunuch asked Philip, tell me, um, who's he talking about? And Philip began with that very passage of scripture he was reading and, reading and told him the good news about Jesus. And as they traveled along the road, it says in verse 36 of chapter eight of Acts, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, here's water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? Only a person that, doesn't know Christ just talks in those simple terms. It's just not spiritualized, not pie in the sky. It's like, hey, there, there's some water. What's keeping me from getting in there and dunking myself under the water and identifying myself with Jesus Christ? What could stand in the way of me doing that? And here's the deal, nothing. If you believe in Christ, the only thing that stands between you and getting in this water and saying, I want to be baptized, to identify with Jesus Christ who was buried and then was raised to new life. What could stand in my way? The only thing that can stand in your way is you. And if you want it, you can be baptized. And he gave orders to stop the chariot and they both, um, Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, were immersed in the water and Philip baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord suddenly came down. And I love that. I love that God just started reaching people groups and regions and that it is spread. The renown and fame of God has made it to Lowell, Michigan. And today, thousands of years later, Christ followers are still saying, I want Jesus and what's keeping me from getting in the water and being baptized? Nothing. And today we're gonna celebrate that. Um, this morning. And so after everybody gets baptized, you can just give a rousing cheer for them. Some of them, uh, this is a kind of scary moment for them. Some it's exciting, but they're in a place where they're among friends and we celebrate this with them. So Ryan's going to be baptizing somebody here. I'll give the mic to him. 
Good morning, everybody. Will you give the, uh, the nine people that are here ready to be baptized, will you give them a rounding round of applause, please, even as they get going? I'm going to ask Rob Borman to come up first. Rob, um, come on up here. Nicole's his daughter. She's going to be baptized in just a second. She's 16 years old. She's making this uh, profession and proclamation of faith. It's awesome. But Rob's a lot older than that, as you can see. Come on up here, buddy. If you need help, don't be afraid to grab a hold of me and draw, drag me in there with you. little chilly. Okay. So I want to ask you a few things and I, I want to thank you. You didn't know I was going to do this, but, um, Rob was the first baptism class I ever took. I ever gave digitally during COVID. And he was incredibly gracious to me as I awkwardly tried to work through baptism. It was actually ended up being a phenomenal conversation because you were actually, um, baptized, confirmed in the faith as, uh, as a child in the reformed faith. And so this decision for you, why don't, why don't you just take a second and explain the significance um, in your 50s of saying, you know what, I'm going to go back and I'm going to make a declaration. It's a little bit different now. Yeah, I think um, for me, I was very, very blessed to have grown up in a Christian home and uh, thank you, mom and dad. Um, just very fortunate. gave my my uh, gave my life to Christ as as a child and um, was was very fortunate in that setting. Um, and uh, like you said, baptized as an infant and and those type of things. But I think throughout all those years, I've I've just uh, felt the constant call from the Holy Spirit to just obey. It, it's just that simple. For me, it was just constantly, every time I read those passages like you just did, Jason, um, and uh, it's, it's just a simple request of God, just believe and be baptized. And I felt like I was leaving it one step short, and I wanted to step into that full obedience of Christ. Do we have Robert's verse? Can we get Robert's verse up there? Would you go ahead and read your verse? Have you not heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can, no one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths become weak and tired. Young men will fall into exhaustion, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. And will you take just a second? I know this last year, you were talking about that exhaustion. You were talking about that weariness. You were talking about just the significance of being renewed. Will you, will you share just a little bit from your heart on that? Yeah, without question. I mean, everybody's had a tough year. COVID has been interesting and, and, and crazy and, and, and caused all kinds of disruptions in our life. But um, I think on top of that, I've faced some, some challenges in my, my work setting and um, career stuff. And um, it's just caused a lot more challenge for me where I've felt um, like that verse talks about. I've felt that weakness. I've felt that um, um, just out of control type of feeling. And it's been, um, that verse has been really powerful for me to to try to read that each morning and, and start my day knowing that um, my strength isn't what's gonna matter. Um, it's Christ and I'm gonna lean on him for that each and every day. All right. Are you ready for this? You, man. <laughs> okay. Robert, do you confess that Jesus Christ has forgiven your sins as you have surrendered your life to him? Absolutely, yes. Robert Borma, based on your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and in his command for you to be baptized. I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
So I heard it's a little chilly. <laughs> Good catch. All right, Nicole. At 16, this is a big decision. Did it help at all that your dad made this decision at the same time? Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Okay. Do you mind reading your verse for us this morning? Test me, Lord, and try me and examine my heart and my mind. Can you talk about uh, what that verse, particularly that that, uh, piece of scripture means to you today in this decision? It's just very powerful to me because two years ago I went on a missions trip and I um, had a very powerful moment with God. What was that moment like? It was very um, just amazing and I really connected with him on a new personal level. Okay, are you ready to do this? Okay. Nicole, do you confess that Jesus Christ has forgiven your sins as you have surrendered your life to him? Yes. And Nicole, I now baptize you because of your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and in his command for you to be baptized. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, Bryce probably chose the longest verse, which is awesome. He, uh, he chose the verse, uh, do you want to share why you chose the verse? Because I want to be in the armor of God. Amen. Amen. We had, we had an armor of God series uh, not too long ago in Kid Zone. It was right before we came back in person for the older kids. And so I'll just go ahead and read this. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. It's not a normal verse for kids, but I love it, Bryce. It's a great choice. It's a great choice. So Bryce, go ahead and sit down right there. Bryce, do you confess that Jesus Christ has forgiven your sins as you have surrendered your life to him? I do. Bryce Berry, based upon your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and obedience to his command to be baptized, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. work, bud. All right, bachelors, you guys can come on up. Are you ready, Trinity? Trinity decided that she wanted to get baptized. And this, uh, she, she's kept on saying, and her parents have kept on saying, this is, this has been her choice. This, her time, it wasn't anyone prodding her. She was like, no, I, I want to be baptized. Do you wanna do you wanna just say why you wanted to be baptized? I wanted to be baptized so I could show everybody that I follow Jesus. Amen. Amen. It's the perfect thing. You're showing everyone you follow Jesus. It's great. She uh, she chose this verse as well. Uh, 
She chose 1 Corinthians 6, 11. And that is what some of you were. You were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. Awesome choice, I love that. All right, Trinity. Do you confess that Jesus Christ has forgiven your sins as you have surrendered your life to him? Awesome. Trinity Bachelor, based upon your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and in obedience to his command to be baptized, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes. Awesome. Hudson, come on up, dude. Come on up. John, I'll let you take it away. Well, this is uh, special to me. Hudson gave me a call um, this week and asked me over the phone if I'd baptize him. And um, isn't that awesome? And um, Hud, I just, would you like to read your verse for us or share with us maybe why you want to be baptized? Maybe what I want to be baptized because I want to have a better relationship with God. That's awesome, buddy. Um, this is special to me, too. Just, um, I think it's been maybe six or seven years ago. Um, just Kyle and Tony have been in life group for years with, with you guys. We were in life group together and just dear friends. And Hudson's um, one of my son's best buds. And so just watching your friendship and watching your faith and, um, and how much you love Jesus and how, how special this is. So just proud of you, buddy. Um, Kyle, Tony, do you guys want to share anything? <laughs> just that we're really proud of you, Hudson. That's that, Yeah. <laughs> that you have taken that next step in your faith, that you want to make a public declaration, that you follow Jesus, and that you, you just decided you wanted to follow him and, and help grow in your relationship, like you said. Uh, Hudson, would you like to read your verse for everyone, buddy? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Yeah. All right. All right, Hud, why don't you stand here, buddy? Now, Hudson, Hudson, do you confess that Jesus Christ has forgiven your sins? as you have surrendered your life to him? Yes. Now Hudson Hoff, based on your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and in obedience to his command to be baptized, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Ask Clayton to come up. Actually, probably the family could come up. There's several getting baptized if they all want to get up here. Yeah. Yeah, you can come right here, buddy. Yeah. I love when families kind of take the dive together. It's pretty powerful and can be baptized by his parents. Uh, Clayton picked the verse, Revelation 21, 4 and 5. Um, do you want to read that for us, buddy? Sure. He will wipe every tear from our eye, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be no mourning, no crying, no pain anymore, for the th former things have passed away. Yeah. What is, uh, like, what's on your heart? What does this mean to you to finally be baptized in this way? Um, just, I guess, the past few months. Um, I've had a few rough months, and I think I decided I needed to turn my life over to Christ and trust in Him more than me. Well, Clayton, do you confess that Jesus Christ has forgiven your sins as you've surrendered your life to him, buddy? 
Well, based upon your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus and in obedience to his words command to be baptized, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There we go. Yeah, man. Mason. This is Mason. Mason picked the verse 2 Timothy 4.17. You want to read that? Uh, but the Lord stood by me and strengthened me so that this, so through me the message might be powerfully pro- proclaimed and the Gentiles might hear it so I was rescued from the lion's mouth. Awesome. Why is this uh, the time that you chose and just what does this mean to you? What, what's your heart's desire in living for God? Um, uh, I was just ready to let everybody know that I was ready. So, um. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, this is a special day, buddy. You know, moving forward from here, just even doing this with your family and being baptized by your dad. Uh, it's a pretty powerful moment. Do you confess that Jesus Christ has forgiven your sins as you've surrendered your life to him? I do. Well, based upon your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus and in obedience to his word to be uh, baptized, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes. Awesome. Weston. going to wait for the most handsome one to be last, right? Is that what you were thinking? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. That saved the best for last. You said it. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Philippians 4.13, um, probably a lot of people's life first here. Do you know it by heart or do you want to read it? I can know by heart. I can do all things through... Uh, never mind. I'm going to do that. <laughs> I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Yeah, you can, buddy. You can. How old are you, buddy? 14. Yeah, this is a pretty crucial year. How many 14-year-olds do we have out there? We've got quite a few. I see some hands. It's a powerful declaration. Because you live in a world where it's kind of hard to live for Christ, isn't it? A lot of influences out there pulling you toward the darkness. And uh, you can do anything through Christ who gives you strength. He's in your heart. And so we're going to just celebrate that and remember that in this moment. Weston, do you confess that Jesus Christ has forgiven your sins as you've surrendered your life to him? I do. I do. Well, based upon your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus and in obedience to his command to be baptized, we now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Take it away. There we go. Would you stay up here? Todd. Yeah. What, what does this mean to you, just as his dad, and just being able to baptize your boys? Uh, it's a huge moment. It's just to watch them grow up. Yeah. What have you seen in their lives that you're proud of? As you would, anything you would want to say to them just in this moment as their father for the present and the future? And just continue down the right road. Yeah. You know, um, like Clayton said, been kind of a tough couple months and really proud of him we love having your family in our church brother gonna ask bill to come on up all right bill Love to hear from you uh, just what this moment means um, and uh, why now, what, what this means for you to be baptized and what Jesus is doing in your life. Just, uh, it was that time to take the next step in my faith, follow Jesus Christ and to just leave that old life of sin behind and start moving forward to, to turn myself, my life over to him and live in his will. That's something to celebrate, isn't that, church? Let's celebrate that. Bill. 
Bill, I'd like for you to read your verse here um, from Isaiah 12. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Bill, why that verse? What, what, what's so meaningful to you about this verse? It's just something that I can rely on moving forward as I continue to grow. Yeah. Well, Bill Robertson, uh, do you confess that Jesus Christ has forgiven your sins as you've surrendered your life to him? I do. So, Bill, based on your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus and in obedience to his command to be baptized, we now baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Jody, coming on up. Jody's verse is from Isaiah chapter 40. Um, I love that whole chapter. <laughs> it's just a good chapter of scripture. And this verse that you kind of conclude with, I'd love to hear you just share a little bit about your faith, what's leading you here to be baptized and share this verse, why it's so meaningful to you today. Well, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior a long time ago, and um, I just haven't followed through with the baptism, and I've been thinking about it a long time, and finally making the bold move to do this and follow through. Yeah, I'd love that. You know, it's a baptism we've talked about this here in our church and there are some who have followed Jesus you maybe your story out here is similar to Jody's you followed Jesus for a long time and maybe you've not taken this step but just I want to commend you for your obedience it is an obedience thing like Jesus commands us to be baptized when we're following him uh, to repent and to be baptized so Jody just this is beautiful that we get to share this moment um, right church so we get to share this moment with Jody Jody why don't you read Read your verse for us here from Isaiah chapter 40. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar like, on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will rock, walk and not be faint. Yeah, such good verses. Now, Jody, based on your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, um, actually, hold on. I've got to ask you a very, very important question before I do that. Do you confess, Jody, that Jesus Christ has forgiven your sins, that he is your Lord and Savior as you've surrendered your life to him? Yes. That was an important question. I was about to pass up. Yeah, you got to ask that question. Now, Jody, based on your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and obedience to his command to be baptized, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We have one more tonight, Rachel. those fingernails did you get those done just for tonight they're they're glue-ons you didn't have to tell me that but I appreciate your honesty she probably gnaws her fingers down to her cuticles don't you no no Rachel uh, you picked a, a pretty awesome verse um, maybe share maybe you can have a seat um, share what this, this verse is yeah be still and know that I'm God what it means to me is be still. You don't know what to do at that time. Just be still and let trust in him. How has life been recently and what's brought you to this point of making this decision? The last couple months has just really been weighing on my heart and it's time. It's time to make that plunge and serve him. Yeah. What, what, does, what does Christ mean to you? What does this moment mean to you in relationship to him? a lot it's time obviously I've been going to church here for a while and it's it's just time I want to have a better relationship with him and fully trust in him 
That's awesome. Well, Joe is going to baptize you here and uh, ask you, do you confess that Jesus Christ has forgiven your sin, that he died on the cross for your sin, that he took all your guilt and all your shame and all your sin, and do you want to live your life for him? Yes. Well, based on your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus and in obedience to his word's command to be baptized, we baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's give it up. Love you guys. Corey Westenbrook. Now this is uh, special because just a few months ago I was standing on a, well, not exactly a stage, but um, got to marry uh, Corey and his wife Michaela just three months ago. And... Uh, Buddy, I just want to tell you what an honor it's been um, to walk with you guys. Michaela's right down here. Um, just to walk with you guys through the process of uh, getting married. Um, but even, even just, as, just as big of a privilege to get to walk with you to this point, to be baptized. Um, I'd like for you to just share, Corey, like, what this means for your faith in this moment. And you chose a verse, I think it's up here on the screen, you chose a verse from uh, my favorite chapter in scripture in Philippians 2. And you told me beforehand, listen to this, you told me beforehand you're memorizing the whole book of Philippians, so you're working on this chapter right now. What does this mean to you to be associating with Jesus in baptism? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think similar to Rob and what he said, just as an act of obedience of what God and Jesus calls us to, that's what's influencing my decision today. And I was saved in 2012 as a high schooler, and, and that was just awesome, a new life with Jesus. And from there, um, just seeing the work that he's done in my life, and now to this day, I want to publicly declare and just have this as a symbol to show that I am like new in him and renewed in him and leaving old life behind, leaving sin behind, and just publicly showing that I believe in Jesus and I confess and I'm willing to walk with him. And so, yeah, as an act of obedience, I am doing this. Yeah, I love that. Why don't you read your verse for us, Corey? Yeah. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Yeah, that's the gospel, right, church? Like, that's the gospel. Um, so, Corey, um, do you confess um, with your mouth that Jesus is Lord? Do you confess that you have... Uh, invited Jesus into your heart, that you've confessed your sin to him and you accept him as your personal Lord and Savior? Yes, I do. Yeah, so Corey, now because of your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and in obedience to his command to be baptized, I now, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Everybody say hi to Logan Bledsoe. Yeah, this guy right here. Wow, what a story, buddy. Is that water cold? Yeah. Yeah, but you can handle it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Logan's on Garrett's football team. And um, can I just, I, I want everybody just to uh, take a second and, uh, and think about the courage that it takes. How old are you, Logan? Thirteen. To at 13 or 16 to get up in front of their peers, in front of all of you, and to declare with their life this proclamation that they are Jesus and Jesus is theirs. Is that not an awesome thing that we get to celebrate today at 13 years old? Go ahead.
Now, I know this decision is one you've come to very thoughtfully, that you've considered it deeply. I got the privilege of teaching your class, Logan. So what, what is the importance of this decision for you? Who is Jesus to you today? Well, I really just want to become closer to Jesus because I feel that it makes me more connected to the church, and the church is probably one of my favorite places to be, and that's just what I really want to get baptized for. Awesome. Um, let's go ahead. Can you see your verse there? Do you want to go ahead and read that for us? Fear not, for I am more for you. Do not be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. What does that verse mean for you today? I just think it really means wherever you'll be, Jesus will be with you. And he'll always help you through something and help you find the light and the right decision. You ready? All right. Logan. Do you confess that Jesus has forgiven your sins as you have given your life to him? Yes. Logan Bledsoe, based on your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and in obedience to his command to be baptized, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Cliff, why don't you come on up? Cliff Hardy. Cliff's been in my life group uh, in the last year and um, just has been a joy to get to know you and to hear your story and uh, just to hear what God's doing in your life, buddy. Um, and kind of what Ryan shared a little earlier. Uh, Cliff and Corey were in uh, one of my Zoom uh, <laughs> uh, baptism classes, which was, is everyone tired of Zoom? Uh, so that was back in May, and um, just hearing about your faith and seeing the way that you've been pursuing God, and, and it's not been an easy road for you. Um, maybe share a little bit about that, Cliff, just... Um, is you've, you've just gone through a lot, and then not in just in the last year, but five, ten, and um, share what this moment means to you, what your faith in Jesus means, and just a little bit of what's brought you to this moment. Like, I grew up going to church with my mom and, like, my family and stuff. Um, so, you know, I kind of knew a lot about Jesus and, like, what he says and, what, like, what the Bible says. Uh... I don't ever think I would have called myself a good person, but maybe like good enough. And then, you know, eventually like going to youth group and going to church, like I kind of understood like, no, I'm not good enough. Like my sins separate us from God, but because of Jesus, you know, we have hope that like we can be saved, we can be reconnected with God and that kind of stuff. That's good, man. Well yeah, yeah, you can so you can celebrate that. Cliff, why don't you um, read this verse um, that you've chosen, and I want you to explain why this verse was um, one that's so meaningful to you um, today. Um, as it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. So, like, like I can't rely on my own righteousness um, to get me to heaven, but because of Jesus, I don't have to. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like helpful for me to remember that. That's good. Hey, I'm just proud of you, man. I'm really proud of you. And um, and I know if we had a lot more time, you could share parts of your story that have just been really um, deep and, and hard. Um, but I'm just proud of you in the way that you've just walked in your faith and the way that you're following Jesus in obedience. And so this is a beautiful moment, man. Yeah. All right, Cliff got some questions for you. Do you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and do you believe in your heart that God's raised him from the dead and you've confessed your sin to him, making him the Lord of your life? Yeah, I do. Now, Cliff Hardy, it's my privilege, um, based on your confession of faith um, in the Lord Jesus Christ and in his command to be baptized, in obedience to his command to be baptized, I now baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. 
It's funny, we were talking this morning. This has ledges. Um, you can't see it out there, but there's a step here. And we were just joking, like, when is the first time we're going to lean someone back, concuss them, and knock them out on that step? And you did it, John. Yeah, good job. I'm glad it was him first. That'll make for good Monday morning conversation. And uh, you will never forget that baptism, will you, buddy? Yeah. J.D., I guess I want to ask you what brought you to this decision today to declare Jesus is Lord of your life. I know your story as we shared, grief share, um, and, and have known each other for a long time, actually. Um... Um, three and a half years ago, my husband passed away. And he, sorry, he was very strong in his faith. I was not at all. Um, on his deathbed, I went down to the chapel and I called out God. I said, you need to do something. You need to help him or take him home. And two days later, my husband passed away very, very peacefully. At that moment, I knew that God was there because I did feel a peace. And the following Sunday, my husband died on Wednesday. The following Sunday, my son said, you need to go to church with me. And I walked through that door. And I started crying, and I cried every Sunday. And this is home. And God has taken care of me. He has made a way. He has shown me the, my past 57 years and said, this is where I was with you. And not sure where I'm going, but I know he's with me. And that's awesome. J.D., can you read your scripture to us? Sure. You are my refuge and my shield. I have put my hope in your word. Amen. And can you just explain a little bit of how you came to that verse? Because he is my refuge. Um, everything that has happened, I've been able to go back to that in my shield. He's protected me through everything and in his word I have all the hope in the world Amen. well J.D. McLean do you confess that the Lord Jesus has forgiven you of your sins and that you have made him Lord of your life yes I have then based upon your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ I now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. buddy good Raymond what what's brought you to this point today just what do you what do you feel about Christ what he's done for you and what brought you to the decision to be baptized he's changed my life changed my life in many ways especially in the past year because it was we moved me and my family we moved from California and just I felt very alone when we first moved, and just like, just got closer and closer, and I feel like this is the next step to get closer. Yeah, for sure. 
Awesome, man. Well, welcome to, uh, to Lowell. And uh, it's great to have you here, and I love your earrings. Can you guys see those earrings uh, up there? Are they glistening in the light? There we go. Awesome. Hey, can you read uh, your verse that you chose today? We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our hope and our shield. Oh, Raymond, do you confess that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior as you commit your life to him in this act of baptism today? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Well, Raymond, based on your confession in the Lord Jesus Christ and his command to be baptized, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now we have... Isaac? Yeah. Is that your brother? Awesome. Can you beat him up? You can't? No. Yeah, what's brought you to this place today? You can come up and put your legs down here. What brought you to this place today, Isaac? And what does Christ mean to you and just this decision to be baptized? I feel like it's the best thing that's happened to me because it's, yeah, like what my brother said, since we moved, it's been, like, lonely. It's hard to make friends here since I, I over there I had a bunch of friends. So I feel like that was one thing that helped me. Where did you live in California? Uh, Hesperia. It's, like, the high desert. Okay. Cool. Well, we're glad you're here, man, and you're with family now. And uh, our church is your family. These people here... Um, love you, and we can't wait to get to know you more and more and more. And uh, I forget who said it earlier, but just to love the church and to be part of the church, baptism is a way for you to connect into the church and become one with the body of Christ. So you want to read your passage of scripture that you chose up there from Philippians 4? Um, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. For sure, for sure. And uh, you can do this over here in Lowell, even lonely. I hope you're making friends. Uh, but like I said, we're your family, brother. And today you get baptized in the family of God, and that's powerful. Isaac, do you confess that Jesus Christ has forgiven your sins as you've surrendered your life to him? Yes. Well, then based on your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus and in obedience to his command to be baptized, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Nathan Marquatz coming on up. I'm going to hand the mic over to Ryan. I think Jay just whispered in Nate's, Nate's ear, it's about time. <laughs> did, did, how old is Jonathan now? Six. Jonathan is, is Nathan's six-year-old. Are you here, buddy? Do you want to come up here? Haley, do you want to come up here too? Come on up here. I, I heard that this morning on the way here that Jonathan was like, Dad, I just don't know if I believe you're going to get baptized. <laughs> Is that true? The whole way here, yep. Even when we're sitting in church. Look at Jonathan. He's going to do it today. I mean, I know this has been a long journey for you. I'm going to fight back some emotion myself. Um, I love you, and I know Jesus loves you, this whole being. And um, it was really meaningful for me when I got your text. It was real short. Here's what it said, guys. It said, it's a couple months ago, he said, I have a burning desire to be baptized. Tell me, tell me why that burning desire. Uh, I've just been trying to walk every day and... Um really feel the Lord's presence and what he puts on my heart and act on it and it was just something like over and over again in my head like you need to finish this get it done and uh, it's been like a three and a half year journey so something really powerful 
about a strong man coming to his knees and saying, Lord, only you, you and only you. And I see that in your story, and I love it. Let's go ahead and have you read your verse here. But I will trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation, and I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been so good to me. You want to share just what that means to you right now? Why that verse? It's just the battles that I have been through in my life. Um, maybe they're small or great compared to some, but I just love what the Lord has put me through and, um, you know, tested me with fire. And I'm just grateful for everything that he's done in my life. All right. Nathan, do you confess that Jesus has forgiven your sins as you have given your life to him? With all my heart. And Nathan Marquat, based on that confession of faith, your confession of faith, and in obedience to be baptized according to what Jesus has called us to, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We give it up for all our baptizees. That's so powerful. That never gets old. I don't know what your line of work is and what lights your logs, but this is, this is what lights my logs. The reason I got into ministry um, is something funny. Don't you have logs that get lit? But for me, man, just people coming to know Jesus and having a transformed life and, and speaking out just their testimony. Uh, it says in Revelation 12 that the enemy who is the dragon, the deceiver, he is thrown down and he is thrown down by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So the story of God and the power of the lamb of God and his blood to take away our sins is powerful, but our testimony, our story is powerful. It's palpable. And I don't care how old you are or young you are, when you step into a tank like that and you share your story, people might not believe in God, but they got to believe in your story. You know what you've been saved from. You know your desperate need for God. And apart from him, it says in John 15, we can do nothing. just wanted to read one more early church story about baptism and again like I said it was just going viral and it was a new thing and we're somewhat used to it in religiosity um, but back then it was just so raw and real and Paul and Silas were in prison they were beaten up for their faith for preaching Christ and um, they just counted it just a pure joy to be found worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus Christ to be associated with him and they were thrown in prison. And it says in verse 25, verse 16 of Acts, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. And I just think that's a, a powerful thing. When you can praise in the prison, people will listen to you. Nobody will listen to you when you praise God in prosperity. They praise you when you're in a prison and you are just worshiping God with joy in your heart. And everyone's listening in on that because that's a testimony. And it said, suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And at once all the prison doors flew open. Everyone's chains came loose. And the jailer woke up. And when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. You haven't gone nowhere. And the jailer called for the lights and rushed in and fell, trembling before Paul and Silas at their feet. And he brought them out and asked them, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? 
That's where it starts. You, you have to ask that question like, well, what, what can I do to be saved? I want to make your story my story. It, it does no good to feel inspired by the changed lives of other people. It, it's each individual saying, well, what must I do to be able to praise God in the prison and worship in the wilderness? What do I have to do to become like you? And I think that's the difficult thing for Christians is it's not like just telling other people about Jesus. It's telling people about yourself and showing Jesus to them through your changed life. I want to be like you. How do I come to a saving knowledge of Christ? And they replied very simply, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your whole household. So the question is, is what must I do to be saved? And the answer is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember we said there's none righteous, no, not one. Nobody here is good enough. You need the righteousness of God to bridge the gap in order to get to the Father. And Jesus has paved the way through his death, his burial, and his re resurrection that we were witness to the symbol of today. And maybe there's just some people here that are like, I need to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died for my sins. And when you're saying, what must I do to be saved? You just believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you would say in your heart right now, Jesus, I believe in you, that you are the way, the truth, and the life. And I surrender my life to you. It's called the exchanged life. You take my sin and you cover me with your son. So when God looks at you and you receive his son as a cloak of righteousness, he doesn't see your sin anymore. He sees his son covering over you. And then they spoke the word of the Lord to him, probably teaching him more of what that meant and to all the others in his house. And at that hour of the night, the jailer took and washed their wounds. And immediately he and all his household were baptized, his whole household. And the jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. And he was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. We need more of that in Lowell. We need more of that in the greater Lowell area. And, and a lot of times, it starts with the man. I'll, I'll just be honest with you. The studies have been done. When the man in a household comes to Christ, I think it's 86% that the rest of the household will come to Christ. When the man says, I'm not the man, Christ is the man. And when the man says, I will cross the line, a lot of times the wife is like, if God can change my man's heart, he can change my heart. And when kids see their parents changed, they want some of that. And you and your whole household can be baptized in Christ. What an awesome day where a, a jailer goes from taking care of guys to looking up to these prisoners, to actually washing their feet, inviting them over for dinner, and just having joy. This is a series called Passion Born. It's the restoration of the joy of our salvation, what it means to be born again. In Christ in the next five weeks I cannot wait to crack open a can of the gospel because we're gonna crack open a can of the gospel and return to the joy of our salvation and uh, just that have that passion reborn in our life do you need Christ today what must I do to be saved well believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved you and your whole household powerful stuff. I wanted to close with that song. Again, death was arrested. Can we sing that again like four times louder? Now that you know the song, some of you might not have known it before, but we're just going to like from the bottom of our heart and the top of our lungs belt that out. And some of you here are like, well, I don't sing, but you cheer very loudly for your football team. So do the same thing that you would do. And you can beller out like a beached whale, anything that's just in your soul toward God. Because he wants you to come with a joyful noise, not necessarily an in-pitch tune. So all of us can make a joyful noise to the Lord today. Amen? So let's stand up. Give somebody a high five. Wake them up. Tell them God is good. It's a good day to be alive. And then let's sing this out with all our might.
Darkness rejoiced as though heaven 